from the Ticats Audio Network. This is ongoing coverage of the 2023 Grey Cup Festival leading up to the 110th Grey Cup in Hamilton. Welcome to ongoing coverage of the 2023 Grey Cup Festival on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Braden Neville. On today's show, I catch up with several members of the Alouettes and the Blue Bombers, including two award nominees, Brady Oliveira and Mark antoine DeCroix, as they gear up for tomorrow's awards. Alouettes offensive coordinator and QB coach, who just happens to be the CFL's all-time leader in passing yards, Anthony Calvillo, discusses being a coach this time around in the Grey Cup. And I also chat with former Ticats, who's making his way back to the Hammer for the Grey Cup Festival, D.B. Delvin Bro. It was a day for the media today at the Hamilton Convention Center as both the Blue Bombers and the Alouettes were involved in the annual Grey Cup Media Day. The Bombers were the first to join the media in the morning, including the MOP nominee, the Canadian Brady Oliveira, who had himself a historic season, became just the second Canadian ever to rush for 1,500 yards and over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. He also scored a league-high 13 touchdowns. Not only is he nominated for the Most Outstanding Player, but he's also nominated for the Most Outstanding Canadian Award, and today he spoke about being nominated. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, I think it says a lot about the season that I put together. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I play this game to, to win games and to win championships. So if I walk away with zero awards out of the two, so be it. I'll just make sure that, you know, come Sunday, you know, that's a real piece of hardware that I want. You know, I want this for myself. I want this for my teammates. I want this for my coaches. I want this for the city. You know, there's, there's so much that I'm playing for. So um, award or not, I mean... I want a great cup. What can you say about the venue for the award show? I mean, Niagara Falls is a little bit different. You got Shaggy there also. It's, it's kind of a unique look for the CFL. What do you think about that? Yeah, it would be cool. You know, uh, Niagara Falls is a, is a cool spot. I have a bunch of family uh, and friends coming for the award. So they'll be able to experience a lot more than, uh, than I will. So, uh, but that's exactly how I want it. I want my, the people that mean the most to me being there supporting me and then having the most fun after the award so um i know my family my mom my girlfriend my they're very excited for the shaggy concert after uh the award so uh it's going to be good i think it's good for the league now uh, having some bigger names at these yeah. events uh, i think it'll only make this league better and which is what i want man i'm a proud canadian i've been a fan of the cfl my entire life so um this is really really good for the league Growing up as a Canadian kid and watching Grey Cups and being a fan of the CFL, what, what memories stick out to you about your time watching it? And, and did you ever think you'd be at this point and be in another Grey Cup? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up uh, a Bomber fan my entire life. Uh, I grew up watching greats like Milt Stiegel, Charles Roberts. Charles Roberts was probably one of my favorite players growing up. He was a running back. I was a running back, and I just liked his game. He was he was a stud, man. He'd break long runs. He was scoring all these touchdowns, and it's a guy that I really looked up to. So, uh, And now I'm here. You know, I'm here playing for my hometown team. It's, it's a dream come true, and, and having the success that, you know, these guys had, I mean, I never in a million years would have thought this would have happened. And, and maybe maybe the right word is so early in my career that I, I never thought that this would happen. I thought maybe eventually, you know, I work extremely hard for the success that I have, you know, um, received. Yeah. I just didn't think it would come this early in my career. So uh, it, it is super exciting. What can you say about the Canadian talent that's been seen around the league this year between you and Dembski and Betts and and Katzentonis, the list goes on and on at those skilled positions. But what can you say about the progression of Canadian skill in the CFL? It's amazing. I think, you know, it, it starts with our Canadians in this league, you know. There's a C in it, in the Canadian Football League. So we need 
good Canadian talent and, and guys that will play in skill positions and that will show up week in and week out and make plays. And we've seen that a lot this year. And, you know, I'll be the biggest, the biggest fan for all my fellow Canadians in this league. You know, uh, it doesn't matter what team they're on, you know, I support and I, and I cheer and I appreciate the work that they're doing because I know it's only going to benefit this league. So, um, you know, I said in a, in a press conference when we played BC last week with Ben Halatic out there, middle yeah. linebacker, and, uh, and how much that sucked, you know, not for BC, but also for this league. You know, he was a, a, a Canadian middle linebacker starting that put together a great season. You know, who doesn't want to see that, yeah. you know? So I think it's great for this league. So, I, you know, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. But uh, Canadian talent is huge. And when I see it, I'm a, I'm a big fan and big supporter. One final question, but what do you think about what the city of Hamilton's been able to do this week and, and to put on this event? Yeah, it's been great. You know, obviously being here in 21 for the Great Cup, uh, it was fun. We, we won that one, so a lot of great memories from Hamilton that year. And, and throughout the week, you know, Hamilton did a great job of, of hosting and, and now having another opportunity. Like I said, you know, having uh, some pretty some pretty big performance performers yeah. coming to town. You know, Carrie Underwood, Shaggy, um, Green Day for the halftime show. Which one are you most excited about for those three? It's tough. It's tough, man. You know, I think Carrie Underwood's gonna yeah, be yeah. solid. Carrie, I, I think I think she's gonna be solid. That's yeah. gonna be a good show on Friday for the fans. So. Uh, yeah, it's great. Like I said, this is great for the league. You know, Hamilton, obviously, you know, getting the right people here to make this a big event. You know, this is Canada's biggest sporting event. So um, it should have the biggest names for this for this weekend. So um, it's great. Hamilton is doing a great job again of hosting the Great Cup. That was Brady Oliveira. His teammate, Canadian Nick Dembski, has also had a tremendous season, finishing with 1,006 receiving yards and six touchdowns. He spoke to me about having a big season along with his Canadian teammate, Brady Oliveira. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been good. Um, you know, last last time we were here, you know, there's definitely some restrictions and it was a little bit different. But, um, you know, this time around, you know, I, big kudos to the CFL for bringing us out early. You know, it makes the week a little bit less hectic. So I'm happy for that. Thankful for that. But, yeah, it's been good so far. At what point did you and Brady kind of realize you were approaching milestones and records this year? At what point did you start to, to talk a little bit about what the potential could be? Yeah, I mean, you know, you obviously, obviously have that little banter at the start of the season of, you know, what, what, what we could do. But, you know, when it you know, really comes into to a real-life scenario and starts, you know, kind of unfolding in front of you. I mean, you know, it's definitely a pretty cool feeling. So, um, you know, him and I are both guys that want to do whatever we can to help to this team's goal. But at the same time, I mean, you know, t- to do what we did, I mean, it definitely was pretty special. Is there a great cup memory that sticks out to you as a, as a young kid growing up in Canada that, that, that you can think of in the, at the top of your mind? Honestly, not really. I wasn't like, you know, I, w- I would watch Grey Cups, but I was more of like a, you know, a, a player type of guy. Like, I wasn't really like following yeah. a team. So, I mean, I definitely remember G. Roy Simon, um, you know, when he was in the 2013 Grey Cup. Yeah. That was pretty cool, him catching those those two touchdowns. Um, yeah, other than that, not too, not too many, man. Not, you, not gonna lie. <laughs> did you think that you'd be in one one day? Is that something that you ever thought was possible? I never really thought about it like that, but you know, I could definitely think that 2019, that, you know, it really was like, you know, a different, uh, different type of feeling. Um, you know, I still kind of think about those moments, just you know, when I sit back and relax and, and try to, you know, put it in perspective. You know, just coming in here 2019 after a year signing here, and you know, just the fact that you know Winnipeg hasn't won a Great Cup in so long. I mean, that was kind of that was probably my Great Cup moment in 2019. You know, the the first one's always the most bittersweet one, but. It definitely, it definitely settled in now. 
That was Nick Dembski. Winnipeg has been solid in every category this season as they normally are, and that includes defense. And this season they had the CFL's leader in interceptions, Demario Harris. Today he spoke about entering this Grey Cup as an impact player because last year he was injured. And in 2021 when they faced against the Ticats, he was still on that practice roster. So this is really his coming out party to the Grey Cup and to the CFL. And today he spoke about making a difference come Sunday. Uh, it's a blessing. Um, the difference from the last time I was here, I was, you know, practice roster, wasn't dressed. I was a part of the team and was blessed to, you know, get win a great cup my uh, rookie rookie season. But the difference is I'm, I'm playing in the game this year. So I can actually, you know, help my team and be a part of it, you know, more this year. This year you can almost call it a, a breakout season, if you will. You popped off for seven interceptions, led the league in CFL. All your numbers everywhere were exponentially greater. Why do you think that was? Um, my my offseason, definitely, um, because, I, like I said, I had a chip on my shoulder from missing missing the rest of the season and not being there to help my team. My teammates going that long run last year. So, And just my dedication and commitment to the game. Just making sure that putting myself in the right positions to be the best and help my team win ball games. And when I'm playing at a high level, um, I give my chance, give our chances a greater chance, you know, be successful. What do you think it was? What did you do in that off season to kind of bounce back from that and, and switch gears here for the 2023 year? I'd say just rehabbing and you know making sure that I'm in the weight room more and on the field more and making sure my body's good to withstand a long season with preseason and regular season and also the playoff run and just trying to stay healthy and just making sure that I could put myself in the best chances and the best situation to be where I am today. What do you think about this Montreal offense and what they've been able to do and and really a a storybook season if you will to to be at the beginning of the season predicted to not even make the playoffs perhaps but Mm -hmm. to be now in a great cup what can you say about that group? That group is definitely special. Like you said, they're on like a, a hot streak there. Um, they have some explosive players. They have a good quarterback, um, Cody Vajardo. They have a good big running back and stand back. You know, he's going to come down here, run hard. And also he has um, – and Cody also has some good receivers on the outside with Phil Pot and um, Austin Mack. So we just have to, you know, be on our A game and just limit uh, the explosion plays. Do you feel like since this group has been to so many great cups in a row that this almost seems routine at this point? We, we definitely feel like we belong here, but we're, you know, just trying to stick to the script and, you know, just do things like we normally do, but just make sure this year we finish the job. Job's not done yet until, you know, we win. So. What are these great cup games like? I mean, what are these weeks like? How much different are they? What's that buzz around the team like? Um... I mean, everything feels the same. It's just just on a bigger stage, you know, different environment, you know. But it's still, I, I feel like it's still the same, you know. We spending time with our brothers and just playing the game that we love. Yeah. How excited are you to get going here on Sunday? Man, I'm, I'm too excited. I, I wish, you know, today was Sunday, but I got to, you know, keep my – keep my emotions bottled up until Sunday, but definitely excited, definitely excited. You seem like the kind of guy who's, who's good at that, who's good at keeping their emotions inside and then you just stick to the game plan. Is, is that kind of who you are? You're all business? 
Uh, definitely all business. I, I try my best to, you know, keep it all bottled up, but sometimes it's hard, especially like when I'm laying in bed and trying <laughs> yeah. to sleep. I'm imagining the game and trying to, you know, I'm ready to play, but for the most part, I, I can control my emotions, but Sunday, Sunday, I can't wait. That was Demario Houston. The final bomber I spoke with today had to bounce back big time this year after tearing his Achilles last season. Not an easy injury, a very painful injury and a very tough injury to bounce back from but Kyrie Wilson spoke about how he made that possible and being resilient this season through his comeback year um be honest with you it was it was like how you say it uh it was it was just, it was just a good feeling man just be able to come back man and just be back with the team and like how it's another a person like it's just good to just be back on the field with your brothers going to war with them having fun and like like I told him like you never know how much you how much you miss football until you're out of it for a minute and so like it was just it was just fun man like the first game was a little bit emotional just being back you know coming coming from where you come from but like man it was just good it was good all what's around. what's the recovery pro- i mean an achilles is such a difficult injury to come back from but what, what was that training like and and that recovery process for you and and you came back and you were playing at, at, a, at a high pace so so what was that like it was it was it was like like the, our trainers here like I was, like I said before like I trained our trained some dog like Al Al our our head training staff and the trainers with uh, with with them man they're dogs and like they got they was in there you know pushing me you know pushing me pushing me and doing things that you know like the calf raises that I ain't gonna lie that's the one of the worst yeah. things I hated to do because it's like do like a hundred like burning miles it's like oh my gosh but yeah, like yeah. it all paid off man like like I said it, like it was like a lot. It goes a lot with the trainer staff and like just how they really ask, you know, how they take care of your body and stuff like that, man. But it was, to be honest with you, like, even though I, I still like, it was still like, still had joy, man. Like yeah. I was not, I was. It was not like you never down because like at the end of the day, we all go through things and to learn from and to, um, and at the same time, like you learn from and one day you never know somebody else might be going there, so you could tell, tell how you got through it. So like at the end of the day, man, it was all good. At the end of the day, all good experience. I think. Do you almost feel like going through that made you stronger, like mentally and, and oh, you know to be resilient? Definitely, man. And and I like that word because that's like my I love that word resilient because it means bounce back and stuff and yeah. like and yeah, definitely, man. Because we all like in life, it's just like in life, man. We all gonna go through some things ups and downs but it's how you get back is what's going to really make you stronger and and yeah and like so man so all of it all of it works out for all all is going to work out for the best man you're back in another great cup does the feeling get any less exciting each time you come back no no because you'll never know <laughs> you, you never yeah. you might not be back so like no no the feeling is always always like you uh just one just one like i don't know million dollars or something like it's always a, it's always going to be a great feeling man because you never know when you're going to be back and that's why you just got to keep in keep while while we're on this um, road man you just gotta keep enjoying the moment every time you get it man because you just never know we're gonna be back what do you think of the city of hamilton and their ability to put on a put on a show like they have this week oh man like it's it's it's, it's good man it's 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 cool to be back here man and they have a good fan base and and the city's and the city's been real nice to us especially the hotel area they've been you know helping us get whatever we need they've been polite you know you know, giving us everything we need, man. It's, it's good. It's good, man. Can't complain. What do you think about this Montreal team you're going up against? Uh, Montreal, they're physical. They're, you know, they have a good defense, good offense. They're solid. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be who wants it more. And, you know, and, you know, we up for the challenge. That was Kyrie Wilson. Big thanks to him and the rest of the guys on that Winnipeg team that sat down with me today. Media day continued with the Alouettes later in the afternoon, and there was a big name in attendance for the festivities that wasn't playing in this game, and that's the CFL's all-time leader in passing yards and 
a million other categories. Anthony Calvillo, who is now the offensive coordinator and QB coach for the Alouettes, he spoke about being back in the Grey Cup, except as a coach this time around and showing his QB how to deal with the adversity of playing in the big game. Well, I think the biggest thing is just our preparation, right? Uh, is try to keep it consistent. Um, as much as this week is not normal, uh, is try to keep it as consistent as possible. So we're trying to keep everything like that, our meetings, when we meet before, after, watching film. Uh, and then it's going to be up to him in terms of the mental preparation because as you get deeper into the playoffs, there's always that buildup of anxiety, right? It's part of every athlete that they have to deal with. And I always share with the players what you're feeling the other guys in that locker room are feeling the exact same thing. So, you know, uh, the ones who are able to handle it, uh, uh, control it, are the ones that are going to be able to go out there and play a little bit, bit freely. So, uh, so as long as you're prepared and like you've been doing all year long and we've had success that way, then you should be comfortable and ready to go. But we all know, you know, it's, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the stomach's going to get going here and there. But just make sure, and I tell Cody, just make sure that mentally you get yourself ready for this week. All the media, all the stuff that you have to do. And then as we get closer to, to game day, then things are going to quiet down in terms of the media. And then you can start focusing like you normally focus on uh, getting yourself ready before a game. So, you know, you kind of share that with them. You know, Jason does the exact same thing. And then they got to make it their own. And 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 then and, and, and kind of just go from there. How does it feel this time around to be doing it as a coach this time? Well, I'm just excited to be here. You know, it's been it's my first time here uh, as a coach, uh, and uh, and I'm very happy and proud of uh, our entire uh, entire football team. We worked so hard for this, just like every other single coaching staff has. Um, and the guys have been going out, have been able to go out there and get these big wins the last couple of weeks, and and like. Like we, we talked about in our locker room, uh, you know, we're not done. You know, we're here. We have a belief that we could get this thing done because uh, we believe in one another. And we're going to go out there and, and try to, to prove it again. How important is William Stanback in, in terms of running the ball through him to open up that pass game? Yeah, you know, it's one of the things we always try to focus on uh, with Stan. Um, you know, sometimes we get a lot of positive, sometimes we don't, but we never shy away with it. Uh, you know, we're never going to get away from it because it still helps the offensive lineman out. It still helps Stan of just coming downhill. Um, but we need, we're going to need everything. We're going to need his legs, uh, Cody's arm, Cody's legs. Uh, we're going to need all 12 guys to be consistent in playing for four quarters in order to beat a team like Winnipeg. One final, sorry, one final question. Uh, how does it feel to be here in the city of Hamilton and what they've been able to put on so far for in terms of this great cup festival? Uh, you know what? As a coach right now, uh, we've been pretty isolated at the stadium, uh, you know, just getting ourselves ready, and then we're kind of staying, you know, at, at the Sandman out there. So, um, you know, I, I did come here when the Great Cup here was here a couple of years ago and attended the awards show and stuff like that, and it was awesome. I think each city takes pride in, uh, in hosting and making it a great experience, not only for the fans, but for the players as well. That was Anthony Calvio, such an easy guy to talk to. And not going to lie, I was fanboying a little bit talking to him, but, but so great to pick his brain about this Alouette's offense, and, and he's been excellent for them this season in helping out with that squad. A lot of that offense goes through that run game, and William Standback is the guy normally carrying the workload, and he's been solid as well this season, especially during this playoff run, and he spoke to me about being the underdog and more. Oh, it's great because, you know, there's no pressure on us. You know, all the pressure, if anything, is going to be on Winnipeg. And uh, like I said before, like, They've been here. They know what to expect. Uh, not necessarily we know what to expect, but 
we feel like we've been in games to where it has been this big for us. And we came out on top most of the time. So we feel like we're really ready for the challenge. Do you feel this hot streaks come right at the perfect time here for exactly. you guys? Exactly. And that's usually what it is. A lot of vets tell me, they said, it's always the team that's hot at the end of the season that usually wins it. You know, you can have the best record in the league, but if you're not hot going into the playoffs, you know, rolling, trying to have that playoff Grey Cup run, sometimes you might not last. A lot of this Montreal offense runs through you. Is that a responsibility that you enjoy to have? Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, I'm, that's what my whole mindset is about, you know, establishing the run game, being a hard-nosed runner. And, uh, you know, I try to, like, pound the ball every time I get it, you know. What can you say about this Winnipeg defense growing up against? Oh, stout, man. They have a defensive line. Their guys, their linebacker core. Uh, I've been hearing some rumors and everything about some of their players uh, maybe being out and everything, but I'm not – taking anything lightly i'll be prepared for everyone on that team to play whatever the outcome may be but um i'm i'm 100 I'm ready man i'm so ready i'm pumped up what can you say about the city of hamilton and what they've been able to do here and, and being here for this great cup festival oh it was fun because i was here in 21 for the east uh, mop but um you know it's the same play i'm familiar with the area so getting back and forth to the hotels i already know where to go and everything like that just trying to find something else to eat because of where we're staying at i feel like i've been eating like moxies and denny's <laughs> every day and stuff like that so i'm definitely looking forward to just branching out and eating something different that was william standback mark antoine de croix will be at tomorrow's awards he's nominated for the most outstanding canadian it'll be a tough one to win going against brady Oliveira, but he's really shown he's a baller in the cfl and spoke about being nominated and playing in a great cup for his home team Oh, I'm super, I mean, really grateful about it. Any, anytime somebody recognizes your effort, uh, how you played this year, it's something that uh, I'm really happy for. It. I'm really proud for it. So uh, it's, it's a great honor, and I uh, take it with pride. Growing up in Quebec, you, you must have watched the Alouettes. And did you ever dream that you would be here in a Grey Cup as a member of the home team? You dream of it. You always want, as a kid, to live that dream. You see them, you know, hoist that, uh, not hoist, but the lift that yes. cup. Uh, on TV, and you, you want to, you have that dream as a little kid. Hey, I wish one day I could, uh, yeah. you know, I could be there. So it's something really special uh, being here this week. Going into this season, there was a lot of talk about how this team potentially might not even make the playoffs, and you guys have kind of been that underdog all throughout the year. And you're the same going into this Grey Cup. Is that something you're kind of almost a part of you at this point, is being the underdog and fighting through that adversity? Look, that story about the underdog, you know, understand the media running it, but yeah. we never, never once. Mm-hmm. thought about it we never felt like we were the underdog uh it's just i think if you look at the situation at the beginning of the year you get a new owner mm-hmm. you the new a coach of course all the question marks surrounding the team understand the position men and you know it's at that point i think it's the easy way out to underestimate that team mm-hmm. and you know it's it's a fact we played against a team that was 16 and 2 and they beat us three times but if you watched his last seven game that we played, I was in the same team. So for me, it's just that story, we don't really listen to that. What's the environment been like since that change of the rain, that change in ownership? And what, what has it been like around the room and around the city and, and especially around this organization? It's been incredible. You got to understand that Montreal and Quebec is just something different. You know, it's, you know, first of all, the language, we speak French. So having an owner that's from Quebec, having a GM that's from Quebec, that they understand the Quebec culture. Because we, we play sports, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And it got to bring fun and they, they understand what the Montreal fans do want and what's the project that they want. So 
it's I think it was really important for the league and for that team to have the, those guys in are, charge. Are you excited about the awards night and the venue being in Niagara Falls and Shaggy performing uh, all that stuff that goes I'm, around I'm, it? I'm excited, but you know I would not and I will not really enjoy it because I'm focused yes. on the Grey Cup. It's different if you're just there without being you know in the Grey Cup. So I would for sure I would for sure try to enjoy it as much as I can, but. I know that the biggest party is not this week, it's going to be on Sunday night when we'll, uh, when we'll win. And finally, what's the buzz been like around the team now that you're here in Hamilton and you're experiencing everything that goes around the Grey Cup? What's the mindset been like with you and the rest of the guys? It's been really great, honestly, great mindset. But one thing that I do love is I did it. guys kept doing the same routine. You know, it's different because we got to do media, but... I didn't see like, uh, oh, we're better than everybody else and we're sitting on our laurel. I, I still feel the same thing. And that's what I said when we, a uh, little story, at the end of the season, we play Hamilton for a game that didn't mean nothing because the playoff spot was de- already decided. And for me, I was really curious that game. I said nothing to the media, but I was like, I want to see how we're going to adjust that game because this is going to say the true identity of our defense, our team. How mm-hmm. are we going to show up? Because that game didn't mean nothing, right? And we went out there, and that week we worked all week long. It was a mindset that we're not going to get beat, so I knew that we had a championship team there. That was Mark antoine Decroix. Ticats fans are very familiar with Siante Evans, who's playing in his first season back with the Alouettes after being with the Ticats the last two seasons. He spoke about returning to Hamilton and gearing up for this big Grey Cup game. Uh, it feels good. Uh, it feels good, obviously, to make it to the last game. Any anytime you can make it to the last game, it's a you know a wonderful uh, feeling of excitement. So I'm just taking this with a grain of salt and you know focusing on finishing. What's different this time around than 2021? Besides from COVID, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> just like a, a new team. You yeah. know, it's not you know the home team. Obviously, the home team was in 2021, but like it's just a new team, um, a new you know. Swagger, new teammates, and stuff like that, but it's the same environment. What has the adjustment been like here in Montreal this season? Um, just being with a new defensive coordinator, really. Yeah. You know, um, I haven't really got to work much under his system, so just getting, you know, what adjusted to what he likes to run, get adjusted to how he wants it run, you yeah. know what I mean? Just being adjusted and acclimated to all the nuances of defenses and then also teammates, right? Yeah. Whenever you go to a new team, you got to make sure you have camaraderie. You got to make sure you the mesh. Yeah. You guys can, you know, mesh together and stuff. So those are the two biggest things that I, you know, take away from it. How has it been working with Noel and, and seeing his philosophy on a daily level and, and especially what he's done to this defense? And you guys have been excellent all season, especially yeah. the same yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Noah does a, a wonderful job. I think first and foremost, he's a great teacher, you know, and he's a great leader of men. You know, he knows how to galvanize guys. He knows how to, you know, bring guys together. <laughs> he Don't know, wins just interrupted yeah, you. Keep going. I'm just here to interview. I'm just here to interview. Yeah, but, yeah, he's just a great leader of men, honestly. Uh, he knows how to bring out you know, the best attributes in yourself, and he cares about you, you know, not as far as, like, always on a football side but on the personal side you know he's somebody you can talk to and somebody that you can just you know chat chat you know yeah. chat about chat things about do you feel more comfortable playing at tim hortons field than in, in somewhere you, i mean you're used to a lot of stadiums around the around the whole cfl but does it feel a little more comfortable almost like a homecoming if you will 
I don't know about a homecoming, but I do like playing at Tim Hortons Field. Yeah. The 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 grass, the the home not the home stadium, but the stadium is it's like a football field. You know, um, it's it's great. I think you know I play some good games at Tim Hortons Field, so I like the area. I like the field. Yeah, yeah. What can you say about this offense you're going up against? Uh, explosive, right? They're number one in a lot of categories, right? They run the ball well. Yeah. Uh, they got the number one passer in the league. They got explosive offensive weapons at receiver. So I think they're a balanced attack, you know, kind of similar to what Toronto uh, presented last week. Yep. It's just that um, these guys, you know, ramp it up a little bit more, you know. So great offensive line. Um, it's going to be a tough challenge. Awesome. You excited to get going here on Sunday? Oh, I can't wait. I wish it was today. That was Siante Evans. It's time I bring on my guest, former DB for your Hamilton Tiger Cats, two-time CFL All-Star and three-time East All-Star, Delvin, bro. Delvin, thanks for being on the show today, man. Good to have you. Man, yes, sir, Bray. Thank you so much for having me. So how's life been? How are you living these days? Man, life is sweet, man. It's going great. Uh, well, it's not actually great because we just lost in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> my first coaching stint, we uh, lost in the first round of the playoffs, but you know, other than that, man, everything is great, man. Um, getting an opportunity to coach, you gain some experience there. Uh, you know, I get to spend some quality time with my son, man. Um, and, and, man, I'm just grinding overall. What's coaching been like? What's that transition been like for you? <laughs> hey, like Coach O always used to tell us, <laughs> it's just a dot on your timeline. Wherever you at, it's just a dot on your timeline, man. And I made the best of it. It was an awesome experience, man. I got, got to teach a great group of guys that that deserve to be taught by one of the best, man. Um, yeah. And those guys came in every day. They worked their behinds off, man. They really, they really made me. Uh, they really humbled myself a little bit more, just understanding the grind that it really takes to be one of the best, man. And those guys came out and played. What's more difficult, coaching or, or playing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say coaching. Um, yeah. Is a- Tougher than playing just because you want the kids to mimic exactly everything you do. Uh, <laughs> did, but you have to remember that those guys aren't you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't make the uh, uh, necessary steps uh, that uh, that you make. So you have to really challenge yourself to teach these kids to get them to understand you and coach it, man. So I definitely would, would say uh, coaching this has been the hardest. And where are you coaching at? Uh, down in New Orleans, man, at uh, okay. Booker T. Washington High School. Nice. So it's nice to be back home. You're back home in New Orleans and where you played and where you're from. What's that like to to be closer to, to your home roots? Uh, man, you know what? It's, there's nothing like being in NOLA, man, or being from NOLA. Just wanting to come back and, and, and pass through NOLA. Like I say, man, it's just an experience to, to, to give back to the community. It's such a dope uh, thing that you get to do being a professional and being away. And when you come back home, it's like, Man, everybody looking forward to to learning things from you, and and that's how it's been for me, man. Like I've I've been on one long journey. Now I'm being able to give back to the kids in the community, man. I I, I think it's amazing. And next week you're gonna make your return to Hamilton, or this week I should say you're gonna make your return to Hamilton. You're gonna be here for the Grey Cup Festival, the Grey Cup. Are you excited to be back in the Hammer? Yeah, Let's go, man! I'm I'm excited, man. Uh, I miss Hamilton. I want to say the last time I've been to Hamilton was uh the last Great Cup. I think it was 2021 that yep. it was in Hamilton. If I'm not mistaken. So, so it's gonna be awesome to see some familiar faces, man. I'm excited. What is it about Hamilton that makes it the ideal location for a Great Cup? Man, you know what? I I I, I would say it's just beautiful overall, man. It has its own 
uh, our identity beyond all the other cities, man. Like when mm -hmm. you come into Hamilton, you feel this hardworking, grind, grit, steel town city, man. And and it's awesome, man. And I, I'm glad that it's uh, in Hamilton because it gives the the community around you know, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the opportunity to to continue to keep coming to these games and to these festivals and to these opportunities that a lot of people don't get, man. So uh, I'm glad it's in Hamilton. I'm thankful. Donut Box, I can't wait to be in there, man. Yes, yes. And I want to go back in time to your career in Hamilton. And and your story is so incredible. And everyone knows what you had to go through in high school with that with that crazy injury and then to work your way back to football and, and to play in Hamilton. But what was that first year like in Hamilton for you and and going through what you did to get to that point? Um, you know what that first year uh for me being in, in, in Hamilton, man, was 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 just a grind mentality for me, man. Mm -hmm. It was about coming in, dominating, making sure I I represent my last name well, man. And uh, I, I did that in 2013, you know, leading up into my career, man. But but Hamilton has been phenomenal and it's been been fantastic for me, man. Um, they they treat me like a like what I want to say. They treat me as if I'm their own, like I'm like I was born and raised in Hamilton, and the fans just <laughs> just take you in, man. So that's how I feel for me, man. And uh, like I say, I, I I love being here, and I'm glad they took the opportunity on me, man. And uh, like I say, man, I made some big plays for him. And in 2014, you were a CFL All-Star. What was it about that season whenever you were in Hamilton that that clicked? And I believe that was the first year that Tim Hortons Field opened. Yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, being a uh, CFL All-Star in uh, 2014, I mean, it, it, it was awesome. But like I say, I knew where I wanted to go. You know, I, I knew mm -hmm. the NFL was, was my dream and ultimate opportunity, a chance to get to the NFL is going through the CFL. So, you know, I, I had to ball out in order to get noticed up in the CFL. You have to be all-star. You have to make some type of, you know, honors uh, at, yeah. at the end of the year. So, you know, being able to put that as a goal, man, I, and something to chase, uh, man, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought I'd done a great job as planning it, and I went out there and executed And how do you think the CFL and, and your time in Hamilton really prepared you to propel to that next level and to go to the NFL? Man, you know what, man? The CFL and Hamilton Tiger Cats propelled me, man, just by getting ready for my focus, man. Like, mm -hmm. I, I know going out there, I started in the uh, semi-pro, went to arena, and then got to the CFL. So that's kind of like a lot of, of people say will be on their journey. But but I had to I had to stay focused. And that's what, you know, uh, my growing pains were in 2013. And then 2014, I got it right, being around like-minded people. And Coach O, who always, could see, um, uh, always talked to us about uh, the mindset, changing your mindset. And, and challenging yourself each and every day, man. So, like I say, it was just it, it was just those moments that I'll never forget, and I cherish them forever. I, I, we touched on being a CFL All Star and and everything along those lines. Tomorrow, there's going to be several um, players around the league that are nominated for awards and and who are All Stars. But but to, whenever you found out you were an All Star, and I believe it was three separate times, twice CFL, three CFL East. What was it like for you to to be given an honor like that and to be recognized by the league? Man, you know what, man? Brayden, listen to me, man. After breaking my neck, yeah, and you know, a lot of people counting me out, and to 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 see that honor, man, you know, it, it was it was touching for me, man. Just because it's like Delvin, bro, you are the best, man. The only thing that really slowed you down was just getting injured, but mm -hmm. it didn't slow you down. It prepared you for for these moments like this, man. And uh, like I said, man, I'm just thankful for the opportunity that they even gave me, man. And uh, like I said, I just gave it my all.
when you think back to to that injury you suffered in high school and, and, and such a significant injury then that most people would never be able to come back from, but you did, did you think you would be able to make a career like you did in the NFL and the CFL and be able to accomplish what you've accomplished in your career? Man, yes. You know mm-hmm. what, Brayton? Like, I always saw the vision. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like my doctor, Miguel Melgar, told me, you know, send him Super Bowl tickets whenever I, you know, uh, make it to the Super Bowl. And that was him. Uh, telling me that once I was getting discharged, and that was my determinant that I, uh, de- determination that I always needed, man. So being able to get out there even after that um, that that neck injury, man, I, it was striking. But I, I had to go. It was just like, man, put everything down and, and let the chips fall where they fall. This is the opportunity for you to to showcase your adversity. You know, mm. all, all the things that you've been through. Now it's time, and you have a platform, which is football, like yeah. something you love, man. So. You know, being able to have that that injury, I want to say it definitely prepared me, man. Do you think Hamilton almost embodied the kind of person you are because that the symbolism of Hamilton and that hard nose and and always having to fight for what they want and and always you know a hardworking city did that kind of give you that extra motivation that you were playing in a city that that's kind of a little bit like you you know what I mean like it's it's one of those places where they like that hard nose that that story of adversity and overcoming it. Yeah, man, like like it was just a match made in heaven, yeah. you know, and, and you got to think, I played for Goretti Saints, and we wore black and gold. So, yes. you know, my <laughs> opportunity, like I played for semi-pro football, we were black and gold. So black it's gold. like, then I get to Hamilton and we're black. I'm like, yo, it's like, <laughs> it did look like, then I make it to the Saints, black and gold. So I'm like, you know, like, like I already saw the vision. I just had to work my way to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I always knew I was going to make it, but – it was like how I'm going to get there. And once mm-hmm. I stopped questioning my why and just started putting a grind to it and like stay focused and was like, I'm going to make it no matter what, man. Then, then it happened for me, man. And I stood true to my vision, stood true to my grind and voila magic. When you eventually returned to the CFL, was there any other team in your mind or was it Hamilton first? Let's get something done here. Man, it was always back to the hammer. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 like, bro, like, I never wanted to go play for another team mm-hmm. at that time. You know, yeah. I was like, bro, it's just Hamilton all the way. I'm not like I'm not worried about no other team. Um, but until I retired and then, you know, I came out of retirement, then Ham- uh, Hamilton still was the first team. Like, yeah, BC yeah. signed me, but Hamilton, who was um uh, the team I was negotiating with, like the heart, I'm like, bro, I'll do anything to be back at Hammer, <laughs> but I just won't get low ball. You know, I just won't get low ball. So, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and that's where that 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 happened. But man, Hamilton was always my first option and my first love. This week we have two teams. Unfortunately, the Ticats aren't one of them in the Great Cup. We have the Alouettes, who are kind of the underdog story against the Blue Bombers, who well they've been the Blue Bombers dominant over the last four years or five years or whatever it's made or whatever it's been. But what advice do you have? And and, and in your experience, what do you need to do in these weeks and in these big game weeks to to prepare and get your mind right for a game like this? Cut out all the distractions. Yeah. Right. Um, and I know some people always focus on, oh, well, I've been doing this the whole year. I'm not going to change. Okay, cool. But this is an opportunity, like a once in a lifetime opportunity for you really j- to just focus your attention on this game. Focus your mental on this game. Focus your physical, right? You have to lift extra weights, uh, do extra film study. Uh, like if your girlfriend call you, uh, like for me, my girl would call me and I'd say, hey, let, let, let me give you about another hour. Give me another hour. I'll be, you know what I'm saying? But like, you have to really yeah. focus. Like, it's really, 
one and done. That's it, man. And you always yeah. want to hoist that 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 Grey Cup trophy at the end. But you know, luckily for me, we uh came up short three to four, uh, three times, man. So mm. you know, it's crazy. What is it about these Grey Cup games that are, I, I mean, that are just different? Man, it's just a, everything raises. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The, the yeah. talent level raises. The the camaraderie, like the 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 team building, like your character, like everything just raises. Like yo. This is another opportunity for us to win a game, though. This is this is not just another opportunity, but it is the perfect opportunity for us to win this game. Mm-hmm. And, and you you want to go out there because everybody watching, especially back in the states, everybody watching, and you want to represent that last night. Well, Delvin, it's a pleasure having you on the show. It's going to be great to see you around Hamilton this week. You're going to be all over. There's tons of events, and of course, you're going to be at the big game. So, Delvin, bro. It's been great to have you on the show, and man, I'm looking forward to seeing you here at the Hammer, getting you back in Hamilton. Yes, sir, Bray. Thank you so much. That was Delvin, bro. It'll be great to see him back in the hammer and tons of other alumni. And tomorrow is really when we go into another gear here at the Grey Cup Festival. We have the YWCA Hamilton Rise and Shine Trailblazers breakfast kicking off in the morning. The community race for the cup with 2,000 runners, and that's presented by First Ontario. Fan Central's kicking off. The Purillator Trophy delivery, that's always exciting. And the always fun team party headquarters will get underway. That's always a huge highlight. The list goes on and on. The Spirit of Edmonton team party, Sirius XM kickoff party, and of course, all capped off with the 2023 CFL Awards in Niagara Falls and the Built in the Hammer Grey Cup Music Festival kicks off. So much going on. It's going to be a party and of course the one and only shaggy will be performing at the olg stage tomorrow night and we will have all your coverage right here on the tie cats audio network thanks for listening to the tie cats audio network check back often throughout the 2023 gray cup festival for more